It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go I'm giving in, Hannah. We are officially in the Christmas season now that Thanksgiving has ended. You can drink all of the peppermint drinks and listen to all of the holiday songs. Well, I'm so glad you gave us your permission, Stephanie. (laughs) You can't celebrate on November 1. It just... I did it. You can't. I don't like it. Okay, we just uh, finished up the busiest travel day of the year so far, according to TSA. And actually... It went better than expected, I think. I was on I-70. I did not uh, fly anywhere. And it was better than years past. I think less construction. And it was at least moving. I know last year on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, I was just parked on I-70 for quite a while. Um, But it sounds like, and usually, you know, when the airlines hit a snafu, Twitter is ablaze with people complaining. And I really didn't see that much. There was a delete, uh, one delay at uh, COU on Wednesday morning, I think. But other than that, I didn't hear anything either. You know, a delay out there is kind of brutal, unfortunately. If you miss that morning flight, you wait till mid-afternoon. Yeah, it can be. And so, and especially on busy days, uh, like holiday weekends, it can be tough to then rebook. But you, uh, there's an update. And so uh, I fly out of that airport a lot. And lately they've been all out of rice cakes when i show up so there's free rice cakes typically thanks to quaker and they're very delicious but some days you show up and those little baskets are empty and you're thinking how am i especially with the delay what am i going to eat sitting here it's been a year now and i think that airport has been to pretty good reviews uh from everybody but they need to take care of this uh no food or drink in there and that was the promise when they built the thing was just hey we are going to get this this new thing there's going to be jet bridges but more importantly we're going to have a restaurant yeah it's kind of disappointing it's taken uh, a year but they finally just just last monday night a week ago today the city council approved an agreement that the airport uh put together for a, a uh, at least a it's a vending space so it's not really a restaurant yet there it's uh what they call cashierless with that amazon checkout technology which you've seen in other airports so there will be uh, food, drinks, souvenirs, and travel essentials available in about an 1,800-square-foot space they're calling the market, where you will uh, go in and uh, basically a uh, sophisticated vending operation. I which, don't love that idea. I'm not going to lie. At least is a big upgrade from what they've got. No, it is disappointing, but here, here's the issue. With six flights a day uh, in and out, you just don't have the volume of passengers over the period of time to support what everybody would really like to see out there. And and they can't convince somebody to try to pull off like what they have in Jeff City where you have this little destination restaurant where people support it from around town besides just who's in and out of the airport. So this is the fallback plan. And I think the thought process, the thought process is as airline traffic builds out there, which they really believe it will, there will be an opportunity someday for a better setup. But that's what's going in. Soon. I th- I so I guess you could say it just hasn't really taken off yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Hannah. Thank the you. airport being about eight minutes from my house, I would really love to see like a destination restaurant there. But it sounds like I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer. Well, we are pleased to be joined this morning by Adam Deerhoff of Missouri Conservation. He is the conservation agent for Boone County. He has been uh, very busy over uh, the last couple weeks with hunting season, and I've been working on getting him here this morning to talk to us about numbers. Adam, tell us, what's the update? Are we up for the year? Are we down? Good morning. Good morning. I've got some numbers right here for you for the opening weekend of the November portion firearms deer season which is right there in mid 
November, those two days of the year have the highest hunter effort and the highest harvest. 90,000 plus deer were harvested over that Saturday and Sunday a couple weeks ago. And for that entire 11 day season, close to 194,000 deer were harvested. Now we've had archery season, a couple, we've already had several other firearm seasons. There's more seasons to come. So by the time all this is uh, completed in mid-January, we'll likely see somewhere around 300,000 deer harvested and telechecked in the state of Missouri. Now, over time, I was I was just visiting with some family, and they said, you know, remember when it used to, like, you never saw deer as a kid, and it used to be hard. It just wasn't something, and they weren't littered all over I-70. And I, I think even in my lifetime, I'm thinking, why is there so many deer now? Am, am I just misremembering, or are we really seeing that many more deer today? There are more deer. Our numbers have stabilized in the last 20 years now. Depending on what county you're in, and there's different factors at play, uh, local populations may be increasing, may be decreasing, but just overall on a statewide level, you're correct. We have seen deer populations increase through the last several generations. So going back to the 1930s, deer were nearly extirpated from the, the state of Missouri and in other states as well. It was estimated that at one time there were as few as 400 deer in the state of Missouri. And so to see a deer was unbelievable. And uh, my grandma, for example, from Miller County, she says she remembers when uh, someone saw a deer track and that made the local newspaper. So we've come a long ways. There, There's good and bad with that. You know, it's depending on who you are, it's fun to see more deer and have more deer to hunt. But then along with that does come the, the possibility of more auto collisions and, and uh, damage to crops and landscaping and things like that. So we try to balance all that as best we can with the deer seasons. An awful lot of math and computer modeling goes into that. We want to try to maintain uh, healthy deer numbers. And, you know, we're not all the same. Different people have different opinions on what the right number of deer is. And that's a, a concept known as social carrying capacity. So it, it actually can be a, a pretty complicated topic, but uh, I think we do a great job here in Missouri. And I'm talking about the department, how the department does uh, so much outreach with veterans and warriors in transition hunting. I know a Callaway County State Rep, Jim Schulte, hosts some of those hunts. Talk about that a little bit. Well, we certainly do a lot of what we do with the help of partnerships, and there there are so many partnerships uh, across the state of Missouri that the Department of Conservation um, has and one of those are with veteran hunts we do have one of those coming up here in boone county i believe this next weekend when we have uh, the first of two weekends of an antlerless firearms deer season there's hunts for wounded warriors there's hunts for uh kid all different kinds of of groups and you know that i tell you what i'd love to come back on and and be able to have a little bit more of that information to to share with you in in the near future but um can't say enough about all of those hunts and it it takes a lot of effort but everybody in, involved is uh very passionate about it and 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 glad to be involved and help out
Uh, we appreciate joining us, Adam, here on uh, live on on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Uh, one of the big issues that we have going on, very positive, in uh, Mid Missouri, is the Boone County Nature School, which is a partnership between CPS, the Department of Conservation, all six Boone County school districts. I was just down there in late October, and they had the dedication of the council house at that time, 111 acres. It's in Three Creeks. Looks to open up next year, sometime in in June of 2024. I did, uh, I know I didn't get a chance to talk to her because she was so busy, but it was Sarah Parker Pauly that spoke there that day. She's the director of your department. And I remember her going to the podium and said the biggest thing she sees with the kids when they go to that, and it's still under construction now, is smiles. What what are your thoughts on that that facility down there? Well, it's unbelievable, and, and we're very fortunate to have that. I believe that's the only one in the state of Missouri. Of course, we have, I believe, like seven nature centers. But as far as a nature school, that's the only one. And so we're very fortunate to to have that right here in our own backyard in Boone County. And the plan, I believe, is for kids from all over the state to be able to take field trips and experience this and, and help get kids plugged in to nature no matter what county in the state you live no matter if you live in an urban rural or suburban area there's conservation and outdoor opportunities for everybody uh, but but sometimes folks don't know how to get plugged into that and so that's a big part of what we do is to try to help make those connections and being able to bring in kids from all over the state whether they're able just to spend an afternoon there or uh, local students from here in Boone County sometimes have camping trips out there and go very frequently. Uh, this is a great way to get get kids hooked on the outdoors. Well, and I would just add, I would add just one thing that is definitely needed. It, it looks fantastic. The one thing MoDOT, MoDOT or conservation are going to need to do is put some signs up out there because it's hard to find. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people had a hard time finding it. I was one of them. It is. It due to it still being under construction, I believe, is why signs have not yet been posted. Even though some activities and events take out there, but I'm I'm sure that adequate signage will be posted in due time. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Adam, on deer hunter numbers, are more people going deer hunting or less? That's a great question. Believe it or not, fewer people are going deer hunting. Um, I, I'm not going to say it's a dying sport. It certainly is not. But the, the obstacles to hunting that people experience today are maybe a little bit more challenging than they were in the past. Uh, the great news is if, if you're a hunter, the opportunity has never been better. So going back to how we started this segment with you know fewer deer. So when I was growing up, yeah, you went deer hunting. A lot of times you just sat there and you didn't see a deer or the, the opportunity to harvest one was, it, it just, it was a lot more slim. So we're, we're really in a, a golden age for that right now. But the reality is that here in Missouri and it really in, I think all states, um, managing agencies like the Department of Conservation are relying sometimes on on fewer people to harvest the same amount of deer. So how do we do that? We we have more seasons. We have more liberal bag limits. We expand our methods. For example, crossbow didn't used to be um, a, a permissible archery method. It is now. Things like that. Uh, so if you're a deer hunter, 
now now is the time there's there's no doubt about it and it's not like that window is going to close anytime soon but um i I think maybe it's a little bit easier to get into some other non-consumptive activity activities such as bird watching kayaking things like that than consumptive activities such as fishing and hunting but the opportunities are there again a big part of our job is to help help people understand those opportunities and, and make those connections. And believe it or not, right here in Boone County, is, think of all the towns around Columbia and how big Columbia is itself. There is so much public land here available for hunting in Boone County. And how would people learn about where that public land is? Well, that's a great question. You can go online to our website, mdc.mo.gov. And you can, uh, just with a little bit of effort, you can, you can search all these conservation areas by county or by region. We have a regional office for our central region. Uh, there, we only have eight regions in the state, but our central region office is on uh, the south end of Columbia. It's right across from Tolton High School. You can walk in there. There are area brochures and other pamphlets for, for all the areas in in central region, uh, but it's not just Department of Conservation areas. There is an enormous amount of Mark Twain National Forest land on the east side of the county. Cedar Creek, the Boone and Callaway County line, basically runs through the center of that. I don't know how many thousands of acres are there. When most people think of the Mark Twain National Forest, they think of the, the deep Ozarks, but there's a big chunk of it right here in Boone and Callaway County. Uh, so really, if you have even just Google Maps or the OnX app, and there's other ones too, you just start looking around, and these public areas are they they're shaded green, and they really they really stick out. Uh, but go by our office there across from Tolton High School on Discovery Parkway, or go online, and you'll be plugged in in a matter of minutes. A good reminder that there's a lot of hunting opportunities right here in Mid Missouri. Well, thanks for joining us, Adam. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Coming up, the morning bell. Do you ever feel like you're ahead of the game and you're on top of it with the latest app or whatever else? No. And then I do. <laughs> and now the big boys are coming for the app that I thought was like my secret insider thing. And I'm sad about it. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up in Missouri. All right, it's time for the morning bell. The futures are all in the red, almost by nearly a quarter percent as the market prepares to open in just a few minutes. Um, I'm... I'm really sad about this news, Hannah. So I thought I had a leg up on people. I use this app every day. I use it in business. I use it for personal use. It's on my phone, on my iPad. I use the web-based application. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Is it Snapchat? No. 
Oh, it sure isn't. I, I use Notion and we even use oh, it here for yeah, show prepping. And it's kind of, it's this independent, like I think of it as like a small business, like an independent thing. It's not related to anything else. And it's just like made my life so much easier. Spelled like it's you know, the regular word Notion, not any weird uh, spelling like big tech likes to do. And I, I just love it. And it's become a part of my daily routine. And I learned just recently that Microsoft has introduced a copycat product called Loop. And it looks, you open it, it looks exactly like Notion. And so I feel bad for all my people over there that have tried to develop this app. And it is really wonderful. Microsoft sees how wonderful it is and is like, we'll just copy that for ourselves. And it'll integrate with all their stuff. So it, you'll naturally you'll naturally transition and over. And that's my worry, yeah. Mike. And so, I mean, I am a Microsoft-based uh, office person. Mm-hmm. That's what I use for work. I've got, um, you know, and so I wonder, text us, 573-874-9390. Are you on Google? I know a lot of people. Hannah, you're a big Google person. I Google am. Calendar. Google. I hate Gmail. I hate it, hate See, it, hate I it. See, I find the Microsoft products like not very user-friendly. I don't know. I think they're wonderful, and they've started to integrate. And then I think also I, I've noticed more people using Teams rather than Zoom or WebEx. Um, and so I think a lot of people are now defaulting back to Microsoft. During, during, the, uh, during the, the pandemic, people had to learn to use Teams because their office took them there, you know, so. But I still, I felt like more people were still using, I mean, the state uses WebEx, and I still feel like a lot of people were lo- using Zoom. But I just think over the last several months, I think more and more people are just, like you said, Mike, though, because it all integrates with everything else, yeah. it makes it really easy to use Teams. So I am worried. I hope they have some sort of feature where if Notion goes away, I have to, I, I can import all of my stuff over into Loop. Um, all right, coming up next, we will get into marijuana taxes at the local level. That's up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Saying whatever we want, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell in the big chair this morning with guest co-host Mike Murphy of Como Buzz. And he's been talking to a lot of our friends around Midmo. Most recently, he had been talking to Kip Kendrick. We've got some new lawsuits not involving Boone County, but others related to the marijuana tax. And we had heard there was some debate over the language in the constitutional provision. Of course, Missouri voters voted in favor of uh, recreational marijuana. Now, there's no dispute on the medical marijuana front. Um, that was in beforehand, but on recreational marijuana, communities can vote to add a tax. Most have. And the question is, is it stackable? And so the tax typically is 3%. And the question is, if you're in, for example, Ashland, and Ashland has voted for the 3%, and Boone County has voted for a 3%, if Ashland were to ever get a weed shop, would we then be paying 6%? And in some of the communities, like in St. Louis, they're saying, yes, it's stackable. And that's what's generated these lawsuits. But the perspective's different here in Boone, Mike? Well, I think it's, I think you've hit the issue right on. The, uh, the question is, whether it is stackable or not, and the amendment is unclear. I know that the uh, intent of the amendment was that it would not be stackable. Uh, Columbia attorney Dan Beats was very active in writing that amendment, and I asked him directly when this first came up, and he said, no, it wasn't intended to be stackable. But as you know, uh, in Missouri, it's not what you intend, it's what you wrote down and how it's interpreted. So there are people who are stacking it. I do not believe Boone County is. I think... uh, 
I think Kip believes that it is he or he understands it was not intended to be stackable, and I do not believe they're collecting uh, the additional sales tax in Columbia or it's only in Columbia where they have a dispensary, and they and then they have one uh, that's just outside the county. Uh, uh, on Ponderosa, just outside the city limits, that's just in the county. So until this gets cleared up, which will probably take uh, the courts to do it, it will remain uh, a question, and some counties will go ahead and do it. I, I, what I don't know yet, and, and I wish we had time to check, or what would be interesting, I don't think they're dispersing money yet. We saw the fiasco in St. Louis, where people are you know, not getting their paperwork in order, and I'm not sure what the revenue department is going to decide if it's stackable or not, and if they're going to send that that money to places who are charging both. I'm, I'm, I'm not clear on, on where they're at on that. And I think they had issued guidance, but then they had pulled it back. Um, and so I know there's um, the dispensary in St. Joseph is suing. Uh, and then um, the department did have... Uh, did have guidance out, but then they, they revoked yeah. that guidance and they said going forward, they're not going to advise municipalities or counties uh, regarding the stacking. And so they're kind of letting folks decide. Now, I think the numbers are insane with how many people have actually approved uh, these taxes. I think, let me see if I can get to those. It's like 83, 83 of the state's 114 counties. And then so far, 164 cities have approved the tax. And why, I mean, why yeah, wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. And I guess, but I kind of missed out on how high the tax number actually i've never purchased marijuana yeah. um but in these big cities i think you think so uh they're saying edibles if they're 100 bucks it gets to 106 with the state tax then 109 with the city tax then 112 with the county tax and then if you're in a special taxing district you know it could go as high as 119 so you're yeah. thinking that's t- almost 20 percent yeah and it's a premium price anyway and a real strange part of the argument there is it's a whole nother conversation but this is why the black market or the legal market for marijuana will it will remain robust it's just because it's so much cheaper to buy it from where you were buying it all along and and people have said that and and it is interesting you guys are having a fascinating discussion almost all those counties you're talking about a lot of those rural counties that have voted to approve the tax and stuff those counties also voted down they did not support the recreational marijuana but they'll they are taking the tax uh, revenue if if it does happen it's one of those things that it's it's and with all due respect to councillor veets who i i respect and he's not only i've talked to him many times on marijuana issues but also on walt disney issues as well um it's you hit on the head mike it's not what the intent is it is what is written down and they they could look at a word like the shall it usually boils down to one or two words and literally this thing could be a it could be a couple years in the courts. yeah it's a cautionary tale too on these constitutional amendments so almost all legislation that comes through within a a year or so after needs to be cleaned up tidied up the problems come up and then the legislature goes back and cleans it up with a constitutional amendment you can't clean it up unless you go back to the voters so so we're stuck with it and relying on the courts to decide Yep, there's another. So is that an argument for initiative petition reform, Mike? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> and we heard from our friend Scott Fawn earlier that uh, that he doesn't really think that's going to get very far. Of course, they've tried it the last couple of years. Now I think you face the argument, which they've faced in many other states, that the minute you try to do initiative petition reform when abortion IPs are in play, all you are is anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. Even though they started talking about initiative petition reform before 
the Dobbs decision at all. Um, that's what the debate will come down to. Well, I want to uh, get back to, we talked about football really early this mm-hmm. morning. Not a great weekend for our Midmo uh, high school teams, um, but still some really great seasons here in Mid-Missouri, but a great weekend for Mizzou. Yes, and Brian had a hot take earlier on what Georgia versus Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. I believe um, that, uh, this, of course, you know, if, if, if I'm wrong, I'll come, I'll come back Monday morning and say I was wrong. <laughs> I do believe Alabama will upset Georgia um, in the in the game. Alabama is just playing uh, phenomenal football. It's always tough to go down and play at Jordan-Hare in the Iron Bowl, and Auburn played their hearts out. They're a very good football team, but Georgia had a hard time, too. They almost got upset by Georgia Tech, so I do believe that. Um, Mizzou, I do think, is looking at a New Year's Six Bowl. question is which one. You're absolutely correct, uh, Stephanie, about Jeff City Jays and Blair Oaks. They played their hearts out. Um, Blair Oaks darn near came back, came from behind, and, and just they had a fourth, and I believe it was one, couldn't get it going, and they they were marching down the field, had the potential game-winning score ready to go. But they ran out of a room. They got stopped on a fourth down. That was Park Hill Central out of uh, the Farmington area. And the Jays, uh, they played their hearts out, but Carney was just the better team. I think it was 42-7. to Still great season. I can tell you, uh, I know a lot of other really, really, really happy people that kind of uh, revolved around my household on Saturday. So I was born and raised in Michigan. Okay. I spent my first 40, 40 <laughs> some years in uh, the great state of Michigan. And uh, so noon, it's 11 o'clock here, but noon on the Saturday after Thanksgiving is a big, is a big event every, Huge. every single year. And, uh, as excited as I was to watch, uh, Mizzou pound Arkansas, and that was fun. I was really excited to see the Michigan Wolverines, uh, win their third in a row, uh, over Ohio State. That was an that is a great rivalry. They call that the game. Um, Mike and Stephanie and John. What really st- there was, the, you know, people are upset with uh, people in Michigan are upset with Pete Thamel, who's a reporter at ESPN. But I, I got to tell you, folks, I was a little taken aback by Desmond Howard's comments. Yeah, I didn't like him either. I, it's it, for him to t- basically he told this reporter why you because the reporter's in the stadium. He's let had alleged death threats because of his reporting on Michigan. And I don't know if I don't know all the details, Mike, about what's going on with these this alleged that st- we know a couple coaches have been fired. Thamel says he's had death threats, so ESPN has to take very you know sure. they put him in the stadium. I get that. But Desmond, about his own colleague, said on air, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. go back, basically said, you need to put your big boy pants on and go out there and stand out in the crowd. It's, and I, I love Desmond, but he, he seemed a little, uh, there's been a lot of jokes, a lot of Twitter jokes about what he might have been smoking before the show or something, because <laughs> that, that was just kind of silly talk. And, and sort of he, takes us all back to the Woody Hayes and <laughs> Schembechler era, doesn't it? Oh, it, yeah, the craziness. But the Reese Davis, the host, when he said that, he was taken aback. Yeah. He was yeah. taken aback. So, and I do enjoy Desmond on there, but that, he, I thought it was, poor to say that about his, his Hey, I want to call you out a little bit on this Alabama thing, because yeah. I thought one of the most stunning plays of the sure. weekend, Auburn had him beat. They did. That fourth and whatever it was, uh, into the corner of the end zone, that was just a staggering, uh, stunning play from, I thought Alabama was done. I thought that game was over. The bottom line, uh, no, they had one play left, fourth and goal, essentially <laughs> from the 31, and we didn't know this until afterwards. Nick Saban said so on the on the radio, on the press conference. Mike, they practiced that play. Oh yeah, play. I don't doubt it. They practice it every Friday, a couple times a week, certainly on Friday, and basically, for lack of a better term, it's a Hail Mary, but it took a perfect route, and the defender of Auburn had great coverage. I mean, he did all he could. It's just Isaiah Bond got behind him, 
is if you're Auburn, you can't can't get any let anybody get behind well, you there. And, and that's why I say Alabama is Alabama, and Saban is Saban. They they, they they seem to these things tend to fall their way when it's fifty fifty. Exactly. And, Heck, and remember give the kick, a lot of credit. Kick, kick six. Oh, what, no. ten years oh, ago, oh back gosh. in the Iron yeah. Bowl. Chris How about Davis. That one? Oh my God, Chris yeah. Davis returned it hundred yards, um, and uh, boy, that was a crazy one. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, just some great stuff. But you, you are right. Well, Georgia Bama is a fun one to look forward to. Anyway, that, that that is a great game to look forward to. It'll be highlight of the weekend. Yeah, be absolutely, be great. And are you great. calling the bowl game yet? Uh, as far as which one they're going in, yeah, or? and who we might play. What do you think? I, I I don't think so. I think we got to wait one more week. We I'm do. really worried about it. I I don't like the feel of it right now. I mean, we deserve. I think we deserve. I mean, I'm a Mizzou fan, so of course I think it. I think we deserve a New Year's <laughs> Day six. I'm just actually worried about it. I've just seen too much chatter uh, on how this might go. So I, and I no I, respect for the Tigers as well, long as we've I, I been in the SEC. I, yeah, I think that's right. I, you know, it's and it's so hard to say. We'll have to wait and see what happens in the championship game. I think they get in. I'm gonna just say right now. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be the Peach Bowl. But I understand what I Mike hope you're John, right. Mike and John are saying because <clears throat> you don't know. But Mizzou at ten and two deserves a New Year's uh, Six Bowl. They dominated, and uh, we'll see. But you, anything could happen. And if there's upsets on championship yeah. weekend, that could throw the whole thing into chaos. But right now, my gut feeling tells me Peach Bowl in maybe Penn State. But, well, but again, that's just a guess. And Mike, you had said you were kind of down on them after the first two games and had your doubts. But my wife tells me so. My wife's a big football fan. She thinks she's knowledgeable. and uh, <laughs> She probably is. Yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I said after... Uh, I, walking home after that second game, we live close enough to walk, which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Walking home after that game, I'd said the words. I mean, I'm worried about them winning another game. You got that big SEC schedule coming. They look terrible. They did. And uh, it, uh, then that you know, like you said earlier, the the, the K State thing happened, and it's been something ever since. Yeah, I had my doubts yesterday when the Chiefs went down. What was it, fourteen to zero, opening the game? I thought this is over. I'm sitting in traffic on I seventy, listening to the game on our friends KCMQ, listening to the Chiefs, and man, it was a fun game to listen to and kept us entertained the whole i don't know what happened but they certainly turned it yeah, around they did and aiden o'connell 21 unanswered points yeah <laughs> exactly aiden o'connell played his heart out but just uh the the chiefs really turned it around i agree mitch i had him on kcmq as well mitch holtis does a nice job on there it, it was great but uh, a lot of fun to listen to that but we'll we'll see what happens to mizzou um, but you're right. You don't want, uh, Mike, you're absolutely right. You don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. I'm just saying at this point, they should be, but you never know what's going to yeah, happen. They should be. I and definitely I'm, I'm, think I'm they hopeful. should be too. I definitely, it, just, just the, uh, again, and this is the point that needs to get reiterated, I think. I mean, they had that, they could have won that LSU game, right? Yeah, absolutely. That, that game was winnable. And just think if that, just think what kind of season we would be talking. I mean, I guess there's always that what ifs, but just think. And then, you know, still to this day, nobody's played Georgia better. Correct. So, I mean, that's, that means you're running with the top dogs in the country and you've got to be in the New Year's, in New Year's six, I would think. Yes. But, uh, I'll be a lot happier when I see that done. Malik neighbors somehow got behind the defenders. If they keep him in front of them, they win the football game and they, they would be 11 and one right now. Wow. Well, it is an exciting season and I am excited to watch it over the next week or so play out and then we'll get the ultimate result of when we might be able to watch the Tigers play again. Of course, our volleyball Tigers just made the NCAA tournament and we'll have an update uh, for you when you can watch them. We're getting some 
some texts. So I think we got to get to leftovers next, but we've also got a lot of stuff sitting in the mailbag. You all are funny this morning. You've been saving it up for us. We'll read some of those up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Words do matter when it comes to these guys. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. Are you still eating the leftovers from Thanksgiving? You said you had a really good turkey sandwich. Yep, my mine are gone now. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Well, we've got some leftovers in our fridge of stuff we didn't get to today. Of course, I am going to have to nominate Claire McCaskill for Loser of the Week. Let's go Already? ahead and put her on the list. Yes, we do that every Friday. If you have nominations, feel free to send them in. Um, but apparently on live TV, she uh, declared Trump more dangerous than Hitler. Yeah, and wow. Mussolini too, maybe. It's like, what's she got to do that for? <laughs> All right, what's in your leftovers, Mike? Ah, the district, which is downtown Columbia's Community Improvement District, is providing free horse-drawn carriage rides every Saturday and Sunday night, afternoon, really, for the rest of the holiday season. Starting at 4 p.m., uh, Fretboard Coffee is in the North Village Arts District. You can uh, get a free ticket there. you got to go get your ticket. Uh, but free rides. So you can take your family down there and do free rides. I love a little nostalgia around I, the holidays. I think that would be kind of awesome. Uh, dry, uh, a carriage ride, a horse-drawn carriage ride around downtown Columbia. I've seen them out. Walking around, it looks like a pretty fun thing to do. Also, if you're interested, I guess the uh, Veterans United each year, or for the last four years, has quite the light spectacular at its campus on Veterans United Drive. It begins next Tuesday, I think, December 5th through 17th. Every evening, 7 to 10.30, it's drive-through. You have to approach from uh, State Farm, uh, whatever the road is that's called... Uh, uh, it's now called Veterans United Drive. They changed the name of it, but that's off Nifong there by, by Buttonwood. One more down. The point being, don't try to get there off Providence. They won't let you turn to the uh, east there. And Got also it. expect traffic yeah. Yeah. backups. Mm-hmm. Um, the texter gets blown up every year with uh, complaints about traffic in that area. So just a... Heads up to anyone yeah. who might be traveling through there. And there might be some backed up traffic in downtown Jeff today, right, John? Yeah, because they're uh, bringing in the governor's multiple Christmas trees to the governor's mansion. They said they thought they'd have it done by 8 o'clock. We haven't had any update on that yet. But then uh, Friday during uh, the Living Windows event in downtown Jefferson City, Governor and First Lady will light the tree at 6 o'clock on Friday and then do candlelight tours at the mansion. So... Everywhere's a busy one for the holidays this week. Certainly is. Well, Hannah, did you see Matthew's text about your What's Hot with Hannah story? Um, I did. Hang on. Just I'll read a it. Second. So, for What's Hot with Hannah, you told us about uh, Disneyland and a special visitor. Uh, yeah, special is a good word for it. A uh, guy was streaking on the It's a Small World ride and ultimately got kicked out of the park, as you can imagine. 
Matthew said he once got stuck on It's a Small World ride for over an hour. He said the repeated song was agonizing. He did say there were no extracurricular, there wasn't any extracurricular entertainment except for a poopy diaper change in the car (laughs) ahead of us. (laughs) The gagging noise from the others was entertaining in and of itself. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Pretty horrible. And of course, we talked to Adam Deerhoff earlier about uh, deer season, and he said there are, Mike, you asked him you know are there fewer hunters here uh now than even though uh, you there's actually more deer being right. shot um and he said yes and i think we kind of asked him is it a dying sport and dale texted in just to be clear deer hunting is a dying sport if you are the deer <laughs> Dale, i like that one touche all right coming up tomorrow we've got uh mike murphy is in hosting we are excited we'll be talking to our friend chris arps out of st louis we got to talk to him about some of those things that are going on beyond just the trash they've got all sorts of problems with crime and elected officials and an alderman uh getting charged so- be fun. See ya.